What's up? What's up? What's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show. Period. I'm Cynthia Conte, and, and my I'm- lovely, my lovely co-host, rocking the glasses. Okay, I'm trying to protect my eyes. I am Giandra <laughs> LaBeouf, and we are back for another week of boxing talk. And as usual, boxing, well, depending on who you ask, boxing is not disappointing with uh, all the discussions that are going on around a variety of topics. So we're going to touch on some of them today. Yeah, this is our run it back. And sure, you know, every time we're starting to plan out our topics, Giandra and I, something always pops up. So the very beginning, I know you guys woke up, got your morning cup of coffee and you got the tea. Ryan Garcia made it clear he is not fighting Jose Ramirez when Oscar De La Hoya is on holiday. And he tweeted that the deal for Jose Ramirez is almost done. I thought it was Roley. So Devin was out because he wanted Roley. But remember, Oscar said his instructions were to fight to get the Devin Haney. Roley was probably maybe Lupe, which is Ryan's lawyer. Now, what happened? I'm so confused. So, again, I don't think these two guys are talking because Ryan said, I think it's me versus Oscar. Girl, the telenovela continues. (laughs) We should call it Will of Opponent. (laughs) That's what it sounded like right now. Every day there is something different, Ryan. So the word on the street is that we've been seeing on these streets is that Roly and Isak Cruz have priced themselves out of the fight. What do you think the ask was? You you know, I I that's the first thing I thought. And if it's true, allegedly, I would think, let's see, Tank made what they made. I'm guesstimating from what they say. I don't know if it's true. 20 million north of 20 million. That's not even including mm-hmm. the pay-per-views and the gate and all that. So I'm assuming since Roly has a belt that Ryan <laughs> wants, I mean, mm-hmm. hardware is hardware. It, it, it ups the price, but I think maybe he was probably asking for 20 million. I, I would guess that. Hmm. Just saying. So let's, so let's see. And so then what is Isa Cruz bringing to it? So Roly's bringing a belt, at least Roly's bringing a belt to the fight. Yeah, Isak Cruz is a competitive fight, but what is he really? He's not bringing a bell. He's not bringing a fan base. He's a mandatory to Roley. Mm-hmm. Is Roley's mandatory again after? I don't Who's know. Mandatory I, is he? I but don't what know. What is he bringing to price himself out of the fight? Inquiring minds. Yeah, just a fight, a good fight to say that I can knock out Ryan Garcia. But you know, everyone, it's like a Canelo. They all want the payday. Mm-hmm. Payday, payday. But you have to earn it. And Ryan dictates, I'm not going to say Oscar doesn't dictate, but Ryan dictates, not the opponent. So if it's true, Roley, did you price yourself out? Come on. Mm-hmm. You, you really, very, it's very sad. Cause that's the fight that we all want to see. It will be entertaining. The, the, the shit talking would be next level. The, mm-hmm. it, and the fight would just be fun. He's uh, mm-hmm. Cruz, of course. Yes. But we want, we want some belts. I want, and you know, especially when Brian says he wanted Devin and then he's like, nope, I changed my mind. I'm telling you that late night run with Floyd Mayweather. Something happened. I said it. I wish we were flies up in that thing <laughs> flying around. So maybe the discussion now shifts from, you know, there's so many heated discussions about who's pound for pound, who's pound for pound. Now the discussion is really who's the cash cow, who's the cash cow. Mm. Got Devin Haney, who's got all, who's un, who. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply was undisputed, gave up the belts, moved up, has new title. Now at 140, Ryan brings money. But for the anti-Ryan coalition, it's fair to say that Ryan brought money with Tank and Tank brought money with Ryan. But can that same formula be created with someone? It could be recreated with someone like like Devin Haney. I could see it. Roley, Roley is polarizing and people like to boxing fans like to talk about Roley, but does Roley have a fan base like that to be pricing himself out of the market? Hmm. Interesting. What did Floyd tell him or cause he still, is he, did we confirm that? Is he still Floyd's fighter? I don't know. I don't, that's what I thought. I think that's what a lot of people thought. I should have asked Roley, but he was too busy talking about Arnold Barbosa and other <laughs> things. I mean, he was really, you know, if you guys haven't seen it, go to our YouTube. It's on our shorts. It's on our, he's, he said some things. I had to edit some stuff out because it was a little too vulgar. It's like vulgar. Shame on you. I don't know. I I think we'll put that on Patreon. (laughs) There you go. I don't know. I like, I I don't know. I think it's just, it's a little weird, but Hey, there's a rhyme to Ryan's reasoning or there's a reason to Ryan's rhymes I don't know whatever you call it I don't know I mean Floyd at the end of the day is Floyd money Mayweather so and what's Devin doing during all this is he sitting back watching this like hmm of course he is but he's on TV he's Adrian Broner called him out and Bill Haney has like you know what just go do your thing they Bill Haney and Devin Haney are now the ones repping so mm-hmm. up in the streets or whatever he said. Uh, but you know, Adrian just wants he needs to he needs to fight. He needs another payday. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what's next for Devin. I it's interesting. He's, I, no, it's Theofimo, like being, oh, I would yeah. like to see him against Theofimo. If, if Theofimo, Theofimo Lopez, he's fighting next uh, uh Super Bowl against uh Jaimeen Ortiz. He, if he gets past him, Theofimo has won it. He's called out Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia. Okay. And Terrence Crawford. I love that fight. I of, of those three choices, I would much rather see Tio versus Devin, Devin versus Tio, however it's yes. going to be. Of those, that's an excellent, that has all the fixings it for really a does. super fight. I love that fight. Let's, let's, let's put it out in the boxing, boxing gods, please. If Come you on, can just give gods. us something nice since we haven't gotten anything nice. Well, we have, but it's in Saudi. Um, something here. <laughs> something here, please, please put it. Oh man. What if we could get like Devin Haney versus Tia Fimo at the uh, Allegiant Stadium? Would it sell out? No, that's a big uh, stadium. Yeah, that's a lot of asses. So yeah, back to T-Mobile. Back to T-Mobile Arena. But no, we not T-Mobile. Stadium. I hate T-Mobile. Like, I know. Go to, Man- I go know. to MGM. I, it, I know MGM's played out, but it's the best bought boxing. Even even Mandalay. It's because it's, it's just convenient. T-Mobile is not convenient. And it's- yeah. But like you said, hopefully we will get some nice things stateside 
because it looks like we're not getting anything nice stateside anytime soon or no. are we? No, because on to the next topic, another heated, and actually it's just blowing up boxing Twitter. His Excellency Turkey Alashek has, he has pretty much put boxing, he, he's kind of the boss now. He He's created an undisputed belt. So along with all the other sanctioning bodies, he's the one kind of demanding the fights because he's the bank one. He's the money dude. So he's already said, once uh, Fury and Usyk fight, they fight the winner of Ngannou and uh, Joshua. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, you know, we would. It's an undisputed fight, but I don't know how that's going to happen because there's rematches. Absolutely, you just don't. I mean, I, I don't know in this day and age, for especially for an undisputed fight, especially the way we saw how Fury performed and then how Usyk performed against Dubois. That's still in question. I mean, was it a knockdown? It wasn't. It wasn't ruled one. But God forbid something happened. Where's the rematch clause? We saw it very firsthand. Vasily Lomachenko versus Teofimo Lopez. Remember that? Yes. <clears throat> so I don't know how that goes. And you brought up a really good uh, uh, topic about mandatories. So Turkey, uh, His Excellency can say, I want these fights, but who's going to pay for the mandatories? Mm -hmm. step, aside. step aside you know yeah. what's what's the most fascinating about this let's look at this and there's i've been watching two sides of the argument there are people who say yay we're finally getting the best fighting the best and i agree these are some terrific fights as a business owner as a podcast host with your lovely self i don't like it from the business perspective because even if we can go over to saudi Who's to, who, how do we know we get even any access to anything? And it's not even about necessarily being women. It's about being outside journalists from the United States, because this is a very heavy British Saudi collaboration. So we know that press is going to get prioritized. But what is so fascinating, look at Francis Ngannou. He came, he told Dana what he told Dana White. And he has come all the way the hell up. Yep, yep. This is incredible. He's potentially going to have one, two. He's had one. <laughs> he's going to have another. He could potentially run the table and have four. And he don't even have to win. That's the insane part. He doesn't yep. even necessarily have to win the fight to get the fight. So Absolutely. That's who I really want to talk to is Francis Ngannou and his team. Can y'all manage us? <laughs> Right. Can we get some professional advice? Because he doesn't lost a fight, gets another big fight. Probably going to lose this fight with Anthony Joshua. Still could potentially get a fight with someone else. How does that matrix even work? God, I mean, Francis Ngannou was not on my bingo card last year of doing the upset. He is on my bingo card this year and for many years to come because God, in, in, let's just... In a crazy world, I'm not going to say perfect world, in a crazy world, what if he beats Joshua? Oh, my goodness. Wow. You And then he would have to fight Fury or Usyk, which I personally think it would be Usyk. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. But I just, but imagine, I mean, Joshua looked great, but. We only saw Ngannou against one boxer. That was it. takes one punch. It just takes one punch. And we saw what happened. 
I don't know. So yeah, you know, that, that yeah. What's interesting even about that is what's I wonder with Dana White, you know, Tom Loeffler, hook us up. We want to interview Dana White. Dana, I know you're gonna say, I'm not I'm watching my own shit. I don't care about that shit, or what Dana says, but in a in a in a real way, he could say, you know what, Francis, come back over and we'll set up a, a Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline super fight with you with John Jones because we know Dana loves John Jones. He's a heavyweight. And sorry for those of you who are not MMA people, if you're mentally checking out with this part, but let's look at the ramifications of what the real disrupt. Jake Paul calls himself the disruptor or um, yeah, Jake Paul calls himself the disruptor. Francis Ngannou is the real disruptor. He yeah. has come and turned this whole heavyweight thing on its ear. And who's to say that he runs a gamut. He makes all these points. Maybe he and his team go back to Dana White and say, you know what? Why don't we do a super fight? John Jones or whoever, you guys have to educate you know, me at the a, top of the ladder of heavyweight. PFL. Oh, and they're getting ready to. They're doing a PFL doing versus a Bellator. PFL. They're doing a PFL thing. Clarissa Shields has just announced she's going to do a PFL fight over there. What it was a little weird when we thought, oh, all the money, all the boxing is going to go to Saudi. Never yeah. did we think it would be like this. And you know, when he did the the interview on the zone with Ade, it was it was you know he comes off very just kind and he just wants good fights. I get it. I get mm -hmm. he wants great fights, and uh, he knows that the fights aren't going to happen because everyone's tied up with the sanctioning bodies here um, and. He's seen it. Obviously, it's just like, okay, well, I'm going to give you X amount of dollars. No one's going to complain because you guys are getting both paid very, very well. And it's like first class service and you're getting this fight. It's going to be put on. And so now it's kind of like he's he's working with everyone. I mean, I'm I'm really hoping he did reach out to Al Heyman about Tank Davis because he did want he wants Abdul Wahid versus uh, Devin Haney in Saudi because as if you guys don't know Abdul Wahid is Tank Davis he is now converted to um uh, he's a Muslim and Devin Haney is Muslim also so it works but I don't know I thought uh, Devin Haney put out there he's like he can't leave the country because he's still on you know pro home mm -hmm. arrest or whatever it's called but I think he, he did say in 2024 so that that's year this year um, you know, you brought up a good point, Spence versus Crawford, or excuse me, Crawford versus Spence too. I don't think Crawford really wants that fight anymore based off of the tweets he's been tweeting from his holiday in Bali. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just all the other fights, the Beeble, Better Bev, uh, you know, you said it, it like what happens with boots, the people, it's just, it's, he's making his own rules. It's, I like it a lot mm -hmm. because the rules boxing is so shady as it is and they break their own rules and then when someone comes in people get upset but when there's money they're like hmm well you know to, uh the, his excellency said it i brought frank warren and eddie hearn i proposed for them to fight in a tournament 
I gave them first class seats. So what do you do? You get on it on that train. That's right. You know, we want to know your thoughts, you know, drop it in the comments. This is a very, instead of asking your thoughts about the fights going over Saudi, because I feel like that angle has been talked about ad nauseum with throughout the industry. We, I want to know more about, and let us know what are the wider ramifications of a person with big bank able to make these fights? What does that do for the smaller guys, for the mandatories, for the sanctioning bodies that are so anal and tight about making people enforce their mandatories? Are there are mandatories just not going to be a thing anymore? And is boxing going to become, I mean, it already kind of is, but is boxing going to become even more classes where the divide is the top guys and then everyone else gets shit? Yeah. You know, what, what's going to happen? What do you think is going to happen with guys and mandatories and sanctioning bodies? Maybe sanctioning bodies are about to be a thing of the past and there'll be one, one belt to rule them all like the Lord of the Rings. Let us know. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, you know, we wanted one, one, um, council to rule over everyone. Mm -hmm. You never know. It could be his excellency. It could be the it Turkey really tournament. That's what we're going to call it. The Turkey tournament. No disrespect, His Excellency Turkey Alashek. It's just you know, quote unquote, Turkey Turkey. Yes, but it, it really it's, it's is a nickname. It's just it's a, a nickname. nickname. Um, but yeah, I think I I think it's a fascinating idea. I if, you know what if they if he was able to get those two, Frank Warren and Eddie Hearn, after a million years of not liking each other and at war, to sit at the table and get their fighters to fight each other, I think it's 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 great for boxing overall. And it just shows money talks, <laughs> money talks and bullshit walks. walks. Yep. So that's a, uh, those are some really, really good fights. Uh, I can't wait because uh, those heavyweight fights are coming really, really fast. Better be of uh Beeble's going to be coming in June based off the talks. So anything can happen though. Anything can happen. Now mm -hmm. I just want to see where is uh, what's going to happen with Wilder. Uh, we, we know that's going to happen. We, we, in our last show, we thought maybe Wilder would fight Big Bang Zhang, but now that is off the table because Joseph Parker is uh, taking on Big Bang Zhang. So that is, that's actually a really good co-main event on um, the Nganu fight. So that will be fun. But so, yeah, so uh, Saudi. It's disrupting the system, but my, my tipster did tell me that I could say this because everyone's waiting about what's going to happen with PBC and when is Ooh. PBC. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You gotta make their announcements, so. I can say that sources. No, 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 not sources. Can you say sort juicy? Because everyone uses sources or something else. Can we have a, another well, nickname like juicy tea? Okay, uh, my uh, my teapot. Because <laughs> we're stealing it. The tea oh, yeah. the teapot tells me that an announcement is coming from PBC within the next seven to fourteen days. 14 days why is seven so to 14 long? days it sounds like we're ordering something from um off the tv but yeah, yeah. is that is that days. is that including business days is that weekends 
I think it includes weekends. So in this next seven to 14 days, so stay tuned. Maybe we'll get a little, a little uh, teapot update. Yeah, we're going to start calling it the teapot. And yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll get a little something for you. Yeah, yeah. Jerron Ennis needs to be on that. I'm sorry. He needs to fight. He needs yeah. to fight because that je- that man is rotting away because well, there's no I mean, light. In all realness, he could jump on a Saudi train too. He's not technically a PBC fighter. He had to deal with Showtime. But if, if I, I guess, I don't, who's, who represents him? I'm not, I don't, I don't I'm know. I'm not sure, but he's not, he's not a PBC fighter. No, he's, I no, he was, he was signed with, he was with Showtime. I remember he's not a, yeah, he's not a PBC fighter, but uh, what's his name? Um, Espinosa is not a manager. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe that could happen, but I think it's at His Excellency who says, I want these people to fight. Mm-hmm. Before we close the page on, on His Excellency, Turkey Alashi, that's correct. Alashi, yeah, she. Alashi, how you say it. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in this tournament and what that's going to consist of. Is it all going to be one weight division? Is it going to be a variety of weight divisions? Mm-hmm. So is it like a, we put up points on a board, like if this fight wins this fight, then... I don't know. You know, what is it? I remember when they did the World Boxing Super Series, like the bank, big bank, the jackpot was a lot of money of what the person could win. So I can just, <laughs> I can't even imagine what this I, bank look like. I think maybe this turn, I don't know if it's a tournament. Like I just thought about this because when I saw the bracket, I think it's just find me your two best cruiserweights, your two best super featherweights, your two best whatever, you know, like five of those. And I'm hoping one of them is a female card because Matchroom has a a ton of female cards. And then the other one has, I think, Queensberry, maybe, don't get me wrong, I think three or four women. So they're very lackluster on that. I think the only females I saw that maybe could fight would be Hannah Rankin from the mm. Super Welterweight on Frank Warren versus Terry Harper, Super Welterweight. Mm. But that's the only one that I saw of two females in the same division. That's it. So mm-hmm. I think that would be a little harder, but um, I think that's how it's going to go. It's just like, it would be a card, not a, necessarily a tournament. It'll just be a card of, of uh, Queensberry versus uh, Matchroom. Ah, fighting. okay. Yeah. Okay. So, well, that makes you know, sense. yeah, I just thought about that. And I would love, honestly, can uh, Frank Warren and Eddie Hearn just get in sumo suits? Well, actually, Eddie Hearn actually knows how to box. I don't know if Frank Warren does. I think they need to compete in some sort for themselves, for game, for sportsmanship and gamesmanship. Is that, that's a word? Yeah. Sumo wrestling. I love that so much. I love the idea of that. Them just running out. Oh, I would love that. I would pay. And now see, I would pay the pay-per-view for that. I want to see that put Hearn versus Warren. Let's do Oscar versus Tom Loeffler. Um, (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Maybe Those put some fun. managers, maybe put like uh, some top trainers in the mix too. Maybe mm-hmm. like Derek James versus like Calvin Ford and have it be like for charity. Like that could be really fun. That would be fun. Yeah. So until uh, then, the Saudi fights are cracking and that's where it's all going down. Going uh, down. Yeah. And then the next thing. Okay. Another thing that we saw that was blowing up Twitter and it's mm-hmm. been going on and finally... The WBC has finally ruled, has has actually made a statement on Alicia Baumgartner. If you guys don't know, she was tested and she had some dirty, she came up dirty for 
Mestralone, I can't remember the name, but um, WBC says that there are the adverse findings. They agree with the testing, but they don't, what was it that they don't, they agree that they don't know it was not intentional. Right. Is that correct? I just want to make sure I worded that correctly. Mm-hmm. And so she keeps her title, her WBC title. We haven't heard from the other sanctioning bodies yet. So I don't know. But um, <clears throat> I thought when I read that email, that it was a, it was a email that was sent out. I don't know, like for me, and I will say this, I love Alicia. I love every fighter. I, I don't care when it comes to boxing and the rules, it's rules. Where's the strict liability? That's what I want to understand. So I don't, I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. I don't know. Cause I was not in that room of what was said and what was done with the testing. But um, a lot of people are really not happy. And a lot of people are, what are your thoughts, Jay? So here are the, the rundown and they, to echo what you said, they said that the adverse findings were, but they don't, they agree that with her, that they don't know how they got her there, but they have imposed the following sanctions on her that she has to do a random anti-doping test at her own cost, uh, at which frequency will be determined by VADA. If there's an adverse finding concerning any of her samples or her whereabouts or failure, whereabouts failure during her probationing period and for six months, because she has to be on probation for a year, mm-hmm. uh, the WBC shall immediately and without further inquiry take immediate action under the clean boxing protocol and she and the WBC will work together to design and implement her participation in an anti-doping prevention program directed to active female fighters. One thing that was particularly fascinating about me is, or about this is, I'm fascinated about a lot of things, but about (laughs) this in particular is afterwards, and I saw an interview with Michaela Mayer, also a friend of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. We love, we love all fighters. We We love love all fighters. fighters. Truly. We have no dog in this hunt. But what was interesting to me in um, Michaela Mayer's interviews, she said that there was no drug testing for her fight against Alicia Baumgartner, which was interesting to me because, and I'm not trying to cast aspersions on Alicia or say Michaela's lying or anything like that. But for two fighters, particularly Michaela, who was an Olympic athlete, why did they agree to that? That's, that's, that? that's the higher ups managers Dalton, because it's a, there, there was a WBC strap. So I would think clean Vada. I mean, clean right. Vada, that's good. I don't know. Those are questions that have to be asked that I, <laughs> when I heard that, when I, I heard that from Marcos on fight hub interview, I was like, there was none. I mean, he was just as surprised as that's right. I think it was everyone. That yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard it from there. And so you know, it just, it's kind of weird that now I think all fighters should be very forthcoming in all interviews. Be like, I have been drugged. T- I mean, I have been tested. So I, I, I don't want it to come out after the fact, like, well, I only got tested once. So. Mm-hmm. And why say it now? And then also what has tickled my curiosity is adverse findings. They agree that with her, that she doesn't know how it happens. And I remember after it happened, she did a, a, a small media campaign where she was adamant that she controls her food. She controls everything about her nutrition, period. Mm-hmm. So where did it come from? 
I don't know. And that's that's the million dollar question. I mean, those are questions that everyone is thinking. I don't know if anyone's asked it on Twitter. I don't, I don't know. Cause it was, you know, she did her own testing on her own and uh, people were like, well, that doesn't clear you. Like Mm -hmm. I said, this is is such a convoluted situation, Mm -hmm. but now like with the WBC clearing her in that sense, even though she's still on a probation period, she can still move forward now. Now we just have to figure out, does she keep all the other belts? That's the, we're still, we still don't know. But now, you know, I'm happy for Alicia because she got some, a little bit of closure in mm-hmm. uh, from one sanctioning body. Now we have three, yeah, three more to go. But That's I'd like really to see her in fights. I mean, that Clarissa Shields fight, maybe that will happen. Maybe we won't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, well, real fast before, uh, cause I know we have the one last topic. We have to talk about Michaela Mayer, jo- jo- uh, Natasha Jonas and Michaela Mayer. They're fighting this weekend wow. in Liverpool. Uh, it's crazy enough that Natasha has moved up in weight, two weight classes, and now she would mm-hmm. move back down. So she holds three belts in the super welterweight division and one belt in the welterweight division. And that's the belt Michaela Mayer is fighting for. Michaela Mayer has moved up to 147. These girls are moving up in weight, moving down, up and down, which is smart. This is... um. I found this really fascinating. Michaela said in one of the interviews, she said, I, the, what, what's, what's one word to describe this fight? And uh, she said, opportunity, an mm-hmm. opportunity for me to uh, take back and create uh, my destiny. Good so, yeah. And, and we know that, that, that fight with Alicia was still everyone to this day, <laughs> they go back and forth. But mm-hmm. she she knows she can't move backwards. She just moves forward. And, and a, 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 a win against Natasha Jonas. She's going into the lion's den in Liverpool where Natasha is the favorite. N- Michaela says she can, from the beginning of that bell, she cannot stop. So that Absolutely. will be a very, very good fight. That's on Sky Sports, ESPN+. Plus. Uh, they are the main event. It's a boxer, Sky Sports, top-ranked all that fun stuff. So I just wanted to I love it. I love it. I'm I'm all tuned into it. I'm all the way in for it. it's going to be a great atmosphere. I've noticed over time Michaela's developing her uh, a lovely fan base over there in England. Yeah. Natasha is beloved over there. Uh decorated. She's been awarded lots of distinctions over there. Very beloved fighter over there. So I'm just Yeah, I know. Oh, ladies, I'm ready to see it. It's going to yeah. be great. Great atmosphere. I'm yeah, sure. and I know, right? I, I I get it. The fights are there for the women in London or excuse me, in the UK, which mm-hmm. I'm happy for. Uh, but I think it's going to be a really good fight. You're going to see uh, a hungry mother versus a hungry, uh, com- a hungry lion once again, just to one wants to keep her titles and keep going. And the other one wants to get back a title and um, continue her legacy, both of them, their legacy. Uh, so then our next, our final topic in our run it back Giandra, you got to go to Jaime Munguia versus John Ryder, their media workout. How was that? Uh, I, I saw some of the footage. I saw some of the clips and good stuff. Jaime Munguia just needs to learn some English. I know. He's so funny. If you watch some of our other content, uh, when they did their announcement press conference when Ryder was on Zoom, uh, Jaime Munguia says, I talk too fast. But he's definitely on the Canelo train. He understands a lot of English. You just have to speak a little uh, carefully for him. So for our English-Spanish listeners, uh, we do have a translator. I had an opportunity to catch up with him. I spoke to John Ryder, who just hopes that the fight is judged 
fairly. I've been seeing him talking a lot about that. Um, and yeah, he he he's ready for a great fight. He could possibly punch a Canelo ticket twice. You never know. Jaime Munguia could be the mandatory for Canelo. You never know. But there's some uh, interesting ramifications for this fight, considering that there's really no, there, well, there's no belt that is attached to this fight, but everybody won't pay day and they want to punch the Canelo ticket. So let's take a look at our interviews with Jaime Munguia and John Ryder. I won't talk fast this time, like I did at the <laughs> okay. go to my office. Good to see you. Okay. Thank you for your time today. We're here for our best women's boxing show, period. What does this fight mean for the direction of your career? What do you think about this fight and how it will set up future fights for you? Eh, bueno, pues yo creo que esta pelea es, eh, pues es un gran paso para, para lo que viene. Sin duda, es una gran prueba. Eh, bueno, que si la pasamos, eh, pues ahora sí que está en juego mi futuro, ¿no? Eh, tengo que pasar esta prueba y, y después de esto yo creo que vienen cosas muy grandes. No, no, no. He, 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 he says he knows this, this fight it's really important for his career. Probably it's gonna make which direction his career goes and he's taking it really seriously and he's really looking forward for that day. A lot of people there's uh, almost a triangle with you, with Ryder, with Canelo. Is all of the Canelo talk surrounding this fight a distraction to the fight? What do you think about having that name mentioned over and over and over while you prepare for this fight with Ryder? Bueno, pues yo pienso más que nada es una es una gran motivación, ¿no? Y, y es un gran paso que tenemos que dar. Obviamente, si queremos eh, las peleas grandes, pues tenemos que pasar esta prueba. When we spoke to Ryder before, he mentioned that he hopes that the fight is judged fairly and it's scored fairly. Do you have any concerns about the judging or the scoring of the fight? Que Ryder en algún momento comentó que le da un poco de miedo tal vez las tarjetas por el hecho de ser mexicano, bla, bla, que si es un tema para ti esto de las tarjetas, que si no es para ti un tema. Pues la verdad yo creo que no es ningún tema, eh, vamos a, obviamente pues hay que tratar de, de ganar todos los rounds, pero, pero pues yo creo que no debe ser ningún tema. It's not an issue for me, we, we work really hard to work every round and I'm not focusing on that, I'm focusing just on, on working in the ring. He was really interested that you're working with Freddie Roach. He said he's never fought against a Freddie Roach fighter before, but one of his favorite fighters is Miguel Cotto. Could you talk about working with Freddie Roach and how do you feel that it's improved you for this fight? Eh, bueno, sí, yo creo que eh, Freddie sí me, me comentó algo así. Eh, yo creo que pues todo lo que dice Freddie de nosotros eh, pues, nos lo hemos ganado con nuestro trabajo. Eh, como lo digo, eh, Freddy es, es una persona, es un hombre muy trabajador y al, al igual que yo también me considero así, entonces por eso nos hemos acoplado muy bien. Uh, Freddy es una especial persona, es un really hard worker person. He's the, he, he's amazed that he, that's why Freddy is where he is because even all those years he's still at the top because he's, he's really hard working. Jaime feels he's the same and that's why they understand each other and that's why Freddy talks about Jaime, Jaime talks about Freddy in that sense. And lastly, the fight is about two weeks away, so how will you keep yourself strong mentally? How will you rest your body to get ready during these last two weeks before the fight? 
Eh, bueno, yo, que... ¿Cómo, que cómo, ¿Cómo te mantienes estas últimas dos semanas? Mente, cuerpo, todo. Okay. No, pues la, la verdad, eh, se, seguimos entrenando fuerte, seguimos trabajando duro. Eh, obviamente, eh, el físico, tanto como lo mental, también, que también es bastante importante. Pero la verdad, eh, creo que vamos a llegar muy bien. Uh, we are really just focused on the fight uh, mentally, physically, and we feel really good and really positive of the outcome. What's going to be the first post-fight meal? ¿Qué dice? Ah, que quiero, voy a comer primero. ¿Qué hacer lo primero que comas después? No lo sé, yo creo que, pues primero que nada, a hidratarnos, ¿no? Pero, pero, pues tenemos que cuidar bastante la alimentación después de, del, del peso. Uh, first of all, to hydrate, and, and, and after that, we, we, we're going to take care about what we eat. We're going to be really conscious about it. Thank you so much. Good luck Thank to you. you. Hello, hi, nice to meet you. Giandra, Best Women's Boxing Show, period. Congratulations on landing in another big fight. Are there any preparations that you do to face an opponent who's a mandatory for an opponent you've already faced? Um, I've been in these positions before when we're, we're, we're on the line, on, they're on the line of something big, and it's a motivation for me to, to, to put a spanner in the works and to, and to put a, a, lump, a bump in the road for them and just not get them what they think they're getting. So... For me, I want to go there and spoil the party. I want to upset his, his plans of fighting Canelo, and I'd like to get a rematch myself. I was listening to uh, some recent comments you made that you didn't think his record was padded or anything like that. So what in your mind is the difference between a fighter who has a big record like Jaime Munguia versus somebody who's had a padded record? What makes you think that his record is not padded? What have you seen from him? Listen, he's been a, he's been a former world champion at 154. Um, I know who he beat for the title, Liam Smith, he's a, a great fighter, stand-up fighter, and listen, he's, since that fight, he's come back strong. He, he lost to Eubank recently, but another great fighter, and listen, Jaime's gone through the weights now. Um, bit, bit of a strange career that he's had with, with middleweight and super middleweight, but he, he's, he's fluttered between the two, but I think he, he's, he's boxed names he's had to box. It's an interesting triangle with you and him and Canelo. If you could compare and tra contrast their styles, how would you compare and contrast their styles and what's something you learned about yourself in the Canelo fight that you can take forward into this fight? I suppose it's like, you, if you look at the performance against me against Callum Smith and then Canelo against Callum Smith, it was like, what, what we've done and I feel like I won that fight, I didn't get decision, but I learned a ton about myself in the Canelo fight and we all think we're, we've got this warrior heart and we'll bite down and come out swinging and get knocked down eight times, get up nine. Um, and I didn't get knocked down eight times, but I, I did get up and uh, I came back more dangerous than, than I'd been in the whole fight. So I think that was testament to my character. I learned a hell of a lot about myself for that night. And I, I, beforehand, I was like, what am I going to take from this fight? It's, it's a lot of unknown and I put myself there in my head a hundred times before but you really don't know what you get to get in there and listen it was walking back to that change room it was like I, I can't wait to do this again I wish I had this fight 10 years ago there's been a lot of conversation recently about officiating judging bad decisions bad officiating do you have any concerns about any of that heading into this fight not that whoever selected for your fight is controversial but just overall watching other fights that have been taking place in boxing no so I think we look at Jaime's last fight against Devotrenko and I think Really, it come down to the last round and, and the knockdown. So I think the fight will be judged fairly. Uh, I can only hope that the fight is judged fairly for the sport we love. Um, because these knocks, I've taken these knocks before and they're, they're, they're hard to come back from. And at, at the age I am now, 35, I'm not, I'm not willing to come back from these knocks. And 
you're, you're, you're ruining people's careers and, and, and love of the game. Instead of asking you what you thought that Munguia did poorly in that fight, because that'll be part of your strategy, what do you think he did well in the fight against Derevyanchenko? I think he, uh, he he offset him well. He was um, he just the work rate alone was was sensational. He's always got a high work rate. Um, and listen, it's hard to know what he's going to do different now training with Freddie Roach. So I think we, we we've got a plan in mind, and I think if we stick to that, we should be fine. With that switch to Freddie Roach, what are some things you've admired about Freddie Roach fighters over the years that you think that Munguia can take advantage of being one of his fighters now? Uh, my favorite probably being Miguel Cotto. Um, Miguel Cotto was was a was a great fighter, uh, a modern day great, and just just the the, the moves of Freddie Roach really paid dividends for him. Um, just it's obviously I've never been up against a Freddie Roach fighter before, but um, it's a. Uh, I suppose it's my coach and Freddie Roach uh, pitching off the best first the best. So, listen, um, I look forward to it. I would like, like look forward to seeing the changes he's made and um, just look forward to putting a show on. And lastly, as we count down these days uh, to your fight, what, what will you be doing for yourself these last few days outside of the ring to keep yourself mentally healthy and just keep yourself uh, secure as you await fight night? Well, I like to I like to catch up on the, uh, the Zoom with my kids, uh, just see they're doing well, and we've got a great team here with me, so we're 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 keeping ourselves busy, having a walk around Venice Beach and Santa Monica, so just keeping ourselves busy, keeping ourselves active, not letting the the the, the, the boredom kick in, and just just staying busy. So if anybody runs up on you on Venice Beach, they better not play with you because you're gonna knock them out. Yeah, please don't. I'm uh, trying to save my energy. <laughs> All right, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank Best you. of luck to you. Ooh, those are some good interviews, Jay. Good job. Congrats. Thank That's you. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank I really, you. I really like, uh, uh, I mean, well, I'm not gonna say I really like, I would love Canelo to fight a Mexican. <laughs> now that the, who's it going to be? Will it be Munguia or will it be David Benavides? Because mm -hmm. Canelo still has two more fights under his belt. And one of them I'm hoping will be a Mexican all out war. Who so, was uh, the last Mexican that Canelo fought? I don't even know off the top of my head. I just want to take a quick. Who did he fight in Mexico, in Mexico City? John Ryder. Was it John Ryder in Mexico City? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The last Mexican that Canelo fought was, ooh, he hasn't fought a Mexican fighter in a long, was uh, Chavez Jr. And that was in 2017. Oh, okay. That's insane. Canelo hasn't fought another Mexican fighter since 2017. And it was Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. That's insane. That is insane. Wow. There we go. There we go. I think that would be awesome. Awesome. Uh, I'm hoping, I mean, I'm hoping the May 4th will be taken by Canelo in Viva Las Vegas, VMC, Viva, Viva, Viva Cabrones. And, viva Mexico, cabrones. Viva Mexico, cabrones. Oh, yeah, I forgot the Mexico. Duh. I just said viva <laughs> That works, too. He says that, too. Okay, guys. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I think that I, I, you know, I want to see how Munguia does. So he's now with Freddie Roach. So mm -hmm. we know Freddie Roach likes to be on the offense. He likes to go on the attack. And Jaime Munguia, let's see how he does. And I want to see how Ryder does. He did... Ryder did fairly well against Canelo, but Canelo yes. said he wasn't fully 100%. So. Mm -hmm. And I like that he said, you know, I asked him, well, as you saw in the interview about him uh, fighting uh, Cotto or fighting um, 
Mungia with Freddie Roach in his corner. And he says, this is the first time I ever fought a, a Freddie Roach fighter. So, Oh, this is cool. Oh, this will be fun. Very cool then. stuff. He's a Very huge Kodo stuff. fan. Oh, good. You know, I would like to see Mungia in uh, some of the other stuff uh, that's going on our, so that's been on our socials. I think it's great that da Danny Jacobs, I think that would be a really good fight for him for, you know, Absolutely. why not? I, did Danny Jacobs retire? I, I'm not sure. You know, these guys, they disappear for a while because Danny probably made, uh, he made a nice bag when he was fighting over there at the zone. So I don't know if he's living the good life. Well, he fought, Can he, might as well. it, he fought Canelo last yeah, he oh, fought Canelo in uh, 2019 mm -hmm. uh, during the uh, Cinco de Mayo. So the last fight he fought, the last fighter he fought was John Ryder on in uh, February 2022. Wow. Oh, how ironic. Like a week, almost a year to the, two years to the day that Ryder is going to, oh no, they're, well, like about a week or so apart. He, John Ryder fought, um, he fought Danny Jacobs. So. Okay. Well, good for them. At least they're keeping Ryder. I mean, uh, Ryder's getting all the experience and, you know, it's really funny. Okay. I'm sorry, UK, do not get mad at me, but <laughs> there was, even my boyfriend, Dimitri said, how come a lot of the UK fighters lose to all these Americans and Mexicans? And I'm like, and he, he said that, and I'm like, you know he's what? And wrong. I said it with my trainer and my trainer, Paulie, he's Mexican. He used to fight. He used to fight with Oscar De La Hoya for East LA, what night? Like he's a real, he was a legit fighter. And he goes, because the Mexicans and the people here in America know how to fight UK. Everyone has a different style. It's just, mm -hmm. it's a different style. Mm -hmm. And he goes, the Mexicans are just fucking aggressive and they're, they mm -hmm. want to get you out of there. So you know, I, some of the UK guys, I'm just saying, maybe pick you up might want to open up a matchroom gym instead of putting it in Santa Monica. You what might want to put it in Guadalajara, Jalisco yeah. or something. Yeah. Honestly, like get your sparring. That's why everyone comes to LA. Well, you're in LA. They come to LA because that's the best sparring you're going to get. You've mm -hmm. got to fight those Mexicans because they're going to really take you to those deep waters. Like, like we saw, um, uh, uh, uh Saul Sanchez and Jason Maloney. Jason Maloney was fighting like a true Mexican. He's Australian, but you see those two black guys on the top. Oh my God. Man, he was fighting like rent was due and it was the 29th. He was getting <laughs> 20, busy. It was the 20th. <laughs> For real. He was getting busy. So good stuff. But yeah, that, the, uh, the top rank car, Mabili, that guy with Hutchins, the one with the no, no, the chin. His thing was, I enjoyed that card. It was I fun. Good way. Good. Congratulations. Top rank for opening uh 2024 with a literal. literal bang. Bang. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Giandra. Well, good job um uh, on your interviews. Jaime Munguia is going to be fighting uh, January 27th at the footprint footprint arena in Arizona and also live on the zone. Uh, I wish we could go, but I know on Arizona. I should, that's so shady. My brother lives there. I could good. stay with my brother, but I can't. Good. I can't right now. But you know, because we're gearing up for February, and we'll talk about that on a future Big show. Stuff, yes. So, um, I hope you guys enjoy our run it back, and you know, send us the comments. Tell us who you guys think for um Eddie Hearn and match. Excuse me, Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren's. Who would you guys like to see what weight classes and which fighters? Cause that would be fun. We're going to talk, we're going to be doing some stuff on socials about it. We want to get your input because I think it's great. Mm -hmm. Why not let Why the fans not? speak, let the fans speak. And then, um, 
yeah and we'll just uh, we'll see you for the next episode of our run it back and um, a surprise interview all right guys uh thanks Giander, for another edition of the best women's boxing show period another one in the can i am cynthia conte and i'm Giandra labeouf see you guys at the oh wait i already said it uh yeah, already, yeah. see you guys at the fights bye guys